Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Calling on Film. And uh, today we have uh, Jeff Sutton there. How you doing, Jeff? Can we hear? There he is. Uh, How you doing? You, got, you going to rob a bank? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I guess uh, we'll start off. Uh, this is going to be our comedy special tonight, so I'm glad that you came, came in to join us here tonight. And uh, uh, we're raising money for The Saint. They were doing it a while back, and uh, a lot of bands, a lot of uh, stuff like that was going on. And uh, um, how long did you go on, Ming, for that? Like, uh, We went seven and a half hours. We started yeah. at 5 p.m. on Saturday night. And we had planned to go. We had a loose schedule to take us up to about 11 o'clock. I uh, had 40 musicians, performers, entertainers. And uh, we, we we kind of we were trying to give everybody about 10 minutes so they could get a good 10 minutes set in. And uh, it was going pretty good. We had a couple. Well, then we had a couple more additions come in last second. And, uh, you know, we ran probably up until about 1230. So it went seven and a half hours. All the performances were amazing. It was a good mix of uh, some people sent in pre-recorded performances, but a lot of people went live. I love that they wanted to go without like a safety net or anything, and uh, it worked out pretty well. There's a lot of lot of talent in Asbury Park. Uh, raised a few grand for the Saint and um, helping them with their their march to their fifty thousand dollar goal. So we're going to try to help a little bit tonight. We have some uh, comedians that sent some videotapes in for comedy, but I thought it'd be great to start off uh, our short film that we did a while back uh, that, I don't know, it's out there now and uh, people haven't really seen it in a while. So why don't we air it right now live on uh, and check it out and maybe we could, and right after it, we could talk about it and then uh, talk about what else is going on. So this is a must hurry. Da, da, da. <laughs> I'm <laughs> 
whisper. stuff man when was the last time you saw that jeff <laughs> great job chris you did awesome the last job time? Directing that. it's been a while right <laughs> oh so much fun to do and i'm so glad your hamstrings healed oh i actually funny that you say that i heard it again two days ago <laughs> i was just telling ming i got her i'm running and i heard i heard it again so i just went oh, really no with same hamstring Oh yeah, yeah. It's always the same one. It's always the same. Oh man! Rip my Achilles in that leg. Oh, that really, stinks. That hurt. Yeah, we were filming that Ming, and I, I, I was running, and I, I pulled the hammy. It was that. Was it that outtake? You're, you're pretty that, hurt too. That didn't rip my Achilles, but that was the same leg. That, that outtake is that? Is that the actual injury? Yeah. Oh man, right? that was when I went down. Right. That outtake at the end. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, you actually, we didn't warm up. So that, I guess we should have warmed you up a little bit. And, and I was in the car with the camera, uh, shooting out the window and Chris, Chris starts out slow. And, and I told him to pick up the speed, you know, when he sees the biker, Stephen Brown and, uh, yeah, he picked up the speed and all of a sudden he stops and, and just crumbles to the ground. And we're like, Oh geez, what happened to him? We, <laughs> We just we just badly injured our director actor. <laughs> yeah, I was like almost crying and, at that point. Really, it was, it was it hurt pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. A couple, the few times that yeah. leg, but now it's uh, I, I'm scared. It's my right leg, man. I always always had issues with it because of my uh, my ripped Achilles. So I've been running again outside because we can't go to the gym. And uh, I built myself up, and the other day I was running about five miles, and it went again. Oh yeah, you oh, man. yoga. Sorry, you got arrested. What's that? Yeah, I yeah I, uh, I've been uh, resting for two days and it was fine. I have something on it. I went two miles today. Light jog. Uh, <laughs> I remember walking with you back to back to my house, and in fact, to this day on film freeway, uh, film freeway, your picture is in uh, the selection of pictures. Oh, it is that I chose for shots, and you're laying on one of our guest beds with your leg up. Yeah, <laughs> I was in pain, man. Well, we were planning on, on on what we were going to shoot next. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, ha hamstrings. Uh, they're no joke, man. They're no joke. Well, I love that it was actually captured on film, though the injury. <laughs> yeah, when I went down, <laughs> you're going to get hurt. You're going to go down. At least I get it documented. It. 
But I guess we did enough yeah, yeah. where I, I was in the film where I was running because that was because after that we could not shoot that anymore. That was it. Yeah. That was well, I, at that point, the thing is, I was so scared for him. I didn't, you know. I guess a, a good reporter would have kept the camera running, and I would have gone right up to him as he's laying there screaming, <laughs> and just kept it rolling. But I didn't, and I, I I stopped it right after I saw him fall, and he left frame and hit the ground. So in the in the take at the end of the movie after the credits, that's that's I I gave you what what we had. That's all we had. <laughs> yeah, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, CJ. Though I didn't hear you call cut, so you should have kept rolling. I, I, I didn't call, call cut. cut. <laughs> I just went down. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, yeah. We filmed that by I where you live up there. I saw there was snow on the ground then. Remember, we had to work around the snow. Yeah, well, he said a lot of other things, but he didn't say cut. No, oh, yeah, I said a lot of other words. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep. But, uh, so it was a lot of fun doing that. We did it at a couple Sundays, I believe. Right. Was it like three or four Sundays? Yeah. Yeah. We had a swing a third weekend. Uh, we, we shot the majority in the, just a couple of weekends and it was downtown in, in, uh, where I live. Can I say the town? Yeah. No. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can for sure. The town? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Reveal the town. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Matuchin. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, in South Maine, and this is after right after Shirley we we moved there, and um, and then uh, after that we um, we shot in South Maine, and then we got into the Roosevelt Park, and then and then in my neighborhood, and then put it all together, and then that was my house that we ended up uh, you know finishing off with. And it, uh, it was, you would think something like that would be super quick and easy, but was it Chris? Oh no. You know, nothing's ever super quick and easy, <laughs> no, but there was a lot of shot, yeah. a lot of editing involved. And, uh, but you know, and it, yeah. it was a perfect length for a short and little, co you know, the comedy at the end, really, it played in so many festivals because of that, the comedy at the end of it and people like, you know, the build up, And since it was like three minutes long, it, it did. It had a, a really great run. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It's amazing how many. I think we had twenty. Uh, well, this is probably including uh, yours, but uh, I think actually about twenty festivals, right? Yeah, and I went to I went to quite a few where, uh, um, and a lot of them were comedy festivals too. So we, I remember uh, Brett Eidemann, who I have, who's going to join us later in a video. Uh, our film, this is how I met him. We were upstate New York and I went and our film, uh, the, the must hurry opened up for him. So he was doing stand up. So oh, this okay. film came on and then I saw him. I thought he was so funny. And then like a month or two later, I saw him at a film festival. I'm like, wait a second. I know you. And I saw you. Hey, and then, uh, and, and I've been friends with, uh, Brett ever since. So it's a small world. Oh, that's cool. It's a very oh, small it really world. is a small world, absolutely. But it's just, it's just so neat, like you said. Though it's like when you have a, a short, tight little film like that, we had so much fun putting it together, and, and it's based off of someone that that we know. Um, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, wow, that's an interesting ending." Well, no, that's all true. <laughs> Something someone we knew they went through that, had a hard time going in public places, and uh, but it, it, just a tight little short like that, it just it, it really struck a lot of people's funny films. 
you know, and they really liked it, didn't they? You know, yeah. it was easy to program. A lot of film festivals, uh, you know, uh, accepted it uh, right away. They thought, oh, it's, it's, it's a funny, funny short. We can easily, we can easily screen that, fit that in. And uh, yeah, so we were pretty fortunate, weren't we? It's, it's really hard to find like that really the short, short set that that's a good length that just make everyone crack up and, and, and feel good and, and kind of be funny. The, you know, the little, the little jo- joke at the end kind of thing. The, those are great shorts when you find them when they're out there. So, uh, especially film festival, people love it too. So we have a couple of them, uh, uh, at our hang on to your shorts this year. There's a couple like really snap at it, really funny shorts, real quick. And, uh, um, we had one a while back a couple of years ago about the Staten Island ferry. That was hysterical. It was really fast, but, uh, they really got to you and, and give you a good laugh. And it's only like you know, two, three minutes long. So if you can make someone laugh in right, a right. short, that's, that's, that's accomplishing something. I think. Chris, Chris, you're spitting a little bit. So I'm going to pull my mask. Nah. Don't take it personal. Okay. <laughs> but I, I can see you're projecting a little bit. So I'm just yeah. going to protect myself. That's that's I'm spitting into my microphone. <laughs> I thought the mask was to protect you from other people. That's yeah. what the mask was for. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> has um has anyone whipped up like a really quick quarantine or coronavirus short yet that you've seen? Um, or have either of you been inspired to maybe make something related to what's going on right now? I think a lot of people are. I haven't myself. Yeah, actually, I'm working on something right now. Yeah, right, right, right now. You're filming right now. You're in the basement. <laughs> no, my, yeah. my students, a yeah, couple I'm, of my I'm students have made some quarantine films. Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, um, I'm actually working on something right now. I'm just writing it, I'm putting it together, but uh, I'll, I'll put it out there real soon. A lot of festivals are opening up like a free uh, quarantine section of their festival. So when they have their festival, they'll have it. So, so it's all films, sports, like related to what's going on right now, the quarantine and, and coronavirus. That's 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 funny. I mean, I know you filmmakers can't sit still. You guys always got crazy ideas. And if you can and now you have time to kind of put stuff together, too. Um on a low budget, but, and, uh, much like the Spike Lee, like the do the right thing or, or, you know, like a, like a clerks, you have one location. Yeah. You have to worry about. Yeah. So the best, the best yeah, one to come up with. Right. So, uh, so, uh, what else have you been doing? Um, we did must hurry and then you had a few other short films that you played and, uh, at festivals and you recently just had one at, uh, hang on, uh, not at a uh, bright side that you just did with a phone, right? Yeah. Uh, shot everything on, uh, I've been really having a lot of fun with, uh, uh, iPhone or mobile, uh, filmography and filmmaking. And so, um, you know, it's like a lot of us guys do, we, we snap on all those moment lenses and filters and, and hook up our, our, our road video mics to whatever we have. And, you know, it's great. So portable, got your three axis gimbal. You can do a lot with it. And, and so I, I did this short film that was written by uh, actually Chelsea, who was in um, Must Hurry. Uh, her sister Allison Ristano wrote this uh, wrote this film called Break In, and it was oh, really? it's a sketch comedy. Yeah, and um, yeah, so she sent it over to me a while ago, and then I finally got to making it, and then I shot that with a um, a couple um, these two actors that I've worked with in the past and I've known for a long time. And, uh, yeah, so it's called break in and, and, uh, that's doing pretty well, actually. Uh, 
and uh, waiting to hear some from, from some more festivals and, and getting it out there. And then she wrote another one, aside from the, the project I'm working on that I'm keeping top secret. There's uh, another one that she wrote that I just read that uh, is actually very funny and even shorter, but it's, uh, it's very, very clever and I really like it. And I actually think... No. Um, I actually think that I can do it um, now. I can actually make that work um, with a phone conversation and some other little tricks. Hmm. So, yeah. It's funny because now that I'm doing this and I, I'm getting a lot of people on uh, and we're all talking film and all that. It's like, I don't I want to work with so many people again that I've been interviewing. <laughs> you know. Like, when is this going to end? Just go back and do it now. I'm so like, that's what I want to do. I want to work with everybody. You know? You want to do what? I want to work with everybody that I've been interviewing. Can you yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and more people, we, we have a little more time. It's Actually, we kind of have a little more time. I guess some of us, I feel like sometimes now that I'm trapped with the kids, um, well, that's a comedy in itself, really. I mean, I should just roll the camera every day with the kids. Yeah. helping them with their schooling and going back and forth between Anya and Lily, my two daughters. In fact, Anya, who is a little stand-in for uh, Must Hurry, her tenth, uh, ninth birthday is tomorrow. Wow. And, uh, and Lily's birthday is next week. So anyway, uh, they want to be involved in this product that I have, uh, or Anya does. Uh, Lily doesn't really know <laughs> quite yet. Um, but yeah, this is the time to do it, right? And this is also the time, I think, uh, where a lot of people – um, you know, they're, they're very busy running all over the place. Uh, this is the time to post the work that we've done in the past and say, Hey, if you and I'm, and I'm going to be posting those on social media, uh, the ones that are submitted currently to festivals and say, Hey guys, a little window of time. If you want to see them, here they are, uh, for free. I just throw them up for a day and, and, and take them down. And, and uh, for people who haven't seen it, you know, it's just kind of fun to get people's response and, yeah. and, um, to continue submitting, but uh, why not? You know, we got, we have people trapped. They have nothing, nothing else better to do, but watch your films. No, they should be. That's why I put it on here. I thought, you know, if we're doing a comedy thing, we got all these comedians lined up today. Uh, uh, we might as well start off with a short little comedy and talk to you about it. And uh, we just, you know, aired it on the show. So it should be thousands of people watching it. Hopefully by, by the end of it's it. It's awesome. I'm glad you, I'm glad you all, I hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> It, uh, it's something I can it's relate. A lot of fun, mate. Something I can highly relate to for sure. Used to work in offices. Uh, oh, yeah, good. yeah, and uh, well, I mean, yeah. Even now, uh, you know, I work in an office building. Yeah, it's not. I would. I. You know what? I'd rather take a dump at home. That's all there is to it. Well, luckily you don't. You're not too far away, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, probably I, ride your bike. I think, especially now, uh, you know, with the virus going on, everybody would rather take a dump at home. So, you know, you, you don't want to go to some public restroom. <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, especially the public. The uh, oh, okay. It might be. It be. It might be more relevant right now. This film. <laughs> Well, there's some there's some office bathrooms that have the stalls, and I think that's where some people have an issue. The offices that have private bathrooms that you can close your own door, you know, that's a that's a different story. But you're right with the virus, those people that are going to work, uh, I'm sure have sanitizer wipes in there. They're wiping everything down and washing their hands extra good when they enter the bathroom and when they leave. That's for sure. But, <laughs> well, uh, I was just the funny thing is, you guys, I was just out with my daughters. Um, 
uh, because it's her birthday. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, but uh, they, she had a couple of friends that came over and we went out on the scooters and, and skateboards and whatnot. And so they have their little mask and I have this, we, we keep, we keep a social, you know, our social distance, but um, we're, we're practicing our social distancing, but we have these two. Sometimes we have to remind the kids and just kind of say, Hey, you know, I know it's crazy times right now, but you know, keep a distance from each other. <laughs> I know it's North. Uh, how's North Jersey doing? I know we're down. We're down in the central down here by the water. Um, how's it up north? Sorry, you're breaking up a little. How, bit. how is it up north? Yeah, how are things up in North Jersey? Oh uh, well, we have a lot of uh, you know just just in our neighborhood, there are a lot of people jogging and walking by with masks. So they definitely. They definitely have them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, we don't get out much. We order pretty much everything. And I think pretty much everyone around here, they're pretty diligent with that, um, you know, with, with ordering their food or, geez, I just ordered bolts for the garden. And, you know, uh, you know, I think most people are doing that. Uh, still a lot of people are going to the stores, though, but they are wearing the mask, using sanitizer, trying to keep away from each other. I'm seeing that. So I think I think that's good. Um, that's that's going well up here in north uh, or central Jersey. And then. Uh, in the neighborhood, everyone's doing pretty well. Now and again, you have someone just walk by, you know, and, you know, and there's some people that probably, uh, they don't seem to be as worried about it. And those, you know, and then some people much more. So, I mean, if I'm jogging, I don't wear a mask, but I make sure that I stay way away from people and I jog around them. And uh, same when we're on the scooters, bikes, skateboards and whatnot, you know. Um, so everyone's, I think everyone's doing a pretty good job up here. It's, it's, it's definitely tough for the schools as it is for you. Yeah, Chris and, and everyone for the year, right? But it's amazing, man. Your teachers are doing an amazing job. So it's, it's working out. Yeah, it's a lot of work online, but especially for teaching TV film, it's different. It's very different, but uh, this helps, yeah. I, you know, showing the students, you know, people that are filmmakers and artists and all that talking that really helps gives people a good experience. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. So, but uh, just wanted to uh, have you on for a little bit, and uh, it's great to have you here. And uh, hopefully, we'll we'll do another film in the future, hopefully soon. And uh, hang well, on to your you. thanks for having me September. on. So hopefully, that will be we'll be able to do that in September, and uh, everyone will have a good time. Super excited! Super excited about that, Chris. And thanks, Ming. Uh, thanks, Chris, for having me on. Appreciate it. Be safe, everyone. Right, see you, Jeff. Thank you. So uh, now we have um, a bunch of comedians that we're going to go through. But first, we have a little uh, message from uh, the real Peter Griffin, right? Uh, yeah. So let me roll this banner here. So uh, uh, the uh, the Saint Asbury Park um, trying to raise money to save it. Uh, they've gotten they have a goal of uh, fifty thousand dollars, and they're they're getting close. Uh, last count, 44,355 and 879 donors. Uh, that's great. If you've been to the St. Asbury Park, you know how special it is. You know what a great place it is. If you've never been there, um, come down. We'll come meet you there. And uh, they, uh, it's always been, a, I, I, um, you know, kind of part local dive, part music yeah. menu, uh, part great hangout. And um, I've 
Uh, I've seen a lot of friends perform there. Uh, we've podcasted there. Uh, very welcoming to us. Uh, Scott Stamper, especially one of the guys who, who runs the Saint, owns the Saint. Uh, very welcoming to podcasters. Very. Hopefully, we get to do more there once. Maybe that would be a good start to opening it up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then uh, you know, our friends uh, do a monthly DJ night there called Halo. Yeah. And uh, so you, you can go and dance there, and uh, they have cheap beer. It's uh, it's it's been um, it's been amazing, and we can't you know we, we can't lose it. So. Uh, no, I think that's got me going again, like because of that, because, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been over there uh, to see like a concert or, or uh, stand up, which I used to go all the time. Right. And that the halo brought me back over there again. And like, and I, yeah, I, that, I yeah, that was, that was fun. And I just love how Scott from, for the most part, is like, well, you want to play here, play here. You know, he did, um, they accept everybody and uh, a lot of great musicians have started there. A lot of great musicians uh, are still performing there now. So, um, but we have a message from our friend here, uh, Robert or Franzi. Oh yeah. <laughs> AKA uh, good, funny guy. He has a little message as uh, Peter Griffin. Yes. Um, let me hide that. And here we go. How's it going in real life? Peter Griffin here with a message for all the stand-up comedians out there. My good buddy Cullen on a film podcast is going to be doing a comedy special uh, as they raise money for a place called St. in Ashbury uh, Park in New Jersey. But uh, you guys should check it out. Freaking sweet. <laughs> I like how he's like, Saint, like the Saint. Like, yeah, he's a nut. If you want to see more of him, go on YouTube and just search out real life Peter Griffin. And uh, it's funny, like some of the interviews that he does, it, there's some videos of people talking about him, how it came about. And, you know, and he's in his regular voice talking about it. And then it cuts to him and he loves New York Comic Con so much. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's where he kind of made his first appearance. Uh, he, he does a lot of cosplay. He does a very excellent Sergeant Slaughter cosplay. If you like G.I. Joe or WWF wrestling, um, I think he's in a G.I. Joe cosplaying group. But it was the Peter Griffin. He found the green pants and the white button down shirt, the glasses had his hair done and he was going on near Comic-Con and somebody followed around with the camera and cut like a short of him just, uh, um, you know, being the real life Peter Griffin at New York Comic-Con and uh, it went viral. I went, uh, I don't know how many views this guy, I got a ton. And, uh, I think even Seth MacFarlane saw it and was uh, like, Hey man, that's crazy. He thought he got the voice down. He does voices. He does other voices, other yeah, like, for sure. Voices. So, um, so I, uh, yeah, throughout the last, uh, I guess four years, I've seen at various comic cons around the country. Um, he'll get invited over or he'll just go himself. Yeah. And, uh, and pe people love it. People love it. Cause, cause family guy. He's the family guy. And then just the things he says and how he says it, there's the voice, it's the voice and his look. And it's just, it's really funny. Cracks me yeah. up every time. Yeah. That was it's cool. You're also seeing him regular too. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. It's, it's a little jarring. Cause uh, he does like, he's so, yeah, if there was a real life Peter Griffin, that would be it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that would be for sure. So, uh, if you're watching on Facebook, I'm putting in the chat the uh, just a GoFundMe address of if anyone, if you, uh, I mean, you can donate as low as a dollar. If it, you know, throw yeah. in a book if you got it. It um, adds up dollar, five dollars. That low is fine. Just it will add up. It'll help. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And. You know, we we saw a lot of bands the other day, and you saw some comedians. But uh, I've been there quite a lot for uh, the Hags Comedy Show, and uh, so I've seen so many comedians go in and out. And I used to host uh, shows with a lot of comedians, so that's why it meant a lot of me, a lot to me to get some comedians on and show some of their work and uh, and promote it. And uh, and we got to save the Saints so more comedians can have their time on stage. 
Yeah, I told the story the other night. Uh, the first time I went to the Saint, I think it was in the late '90s. I went to go see a friend's band perform there. Um, I didn't, I don't, I didn't live here at the time. I don't think, or I just moved here. No. And uh, you know, Asbury Park was not Asbury Park like it was now. Not yet, yeah. It was a little more dangerous. Yeah, we weren't allowed to go there. <laughs> yeah, and I remember the uh, the battery in my my remote died, and it was the only way I could get into my car. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, I didn't want to leave my car there. There was no Uber, so I couldn't get home. But luckily, a friend uh, drove to the nearest drugstore, bought me one of those little batteries, and I was able to get back into my car and go home. Wow. I remember for a little bit, I was panicking a little bit. I was like, oh, man, I'm trapped in dangerous Asbury Park. Like, I'm probably going to get jacked now. Yeah, because the streets around there were not that pretty back then. Yeah. And uh, that was my first experience with the Saint. But luckily, uh, I've, I've been there a number of times since then. Uh, Asbury Park is a great place to go and hang out. And uh, especially the Saint is... Uh, oh, yeah, now it's amazing. But I did go back to the Saint back, back in that day, too, even though you weren't supposed to be in Asbury. Yeah, yeah. I, I would get there and then get out, like you said. Yeah, yeah, you didn't... There's nowhere to hang out. There wasn't like a Cookman Avenue or you didn't go to the boardwalk. And, uh, you know, there was no, you didn't go to like the watermark or Porta or you didn't know what they they, they weren't there. There was nothing there. And it was, uh, it was there's, amazing how much it's changed. There was a, there was a criminal element after dark that, uh, <laughs> even in the daylight, you didn't want to be in there in broad daylight either. So, um, and if you want like a little snapshot of what Asbury was like back then, uh, watch the movie Dogma. And even the opening scenes of Dogma feature, uh, Bud Court playing God. That's right. That was in, uh, in Asbury Park. Yeah, that was they filmed that on right in the boardwalk. Right, I believe where they shot that is where a shared universe, uh, Asbury Park is right, right now. I wow. think it's literally right that in the, that, that about it. Yeah, wow, yeah, which is pretty crazy because I saw I saw some stills. The buildings, right? You see the yep. the buildings on the sides. Yep. Yeah. So I believe that's exactly where it was shot, which which is kind of crazy actually. Um, that uh, you know, twenty two years later, uh, that you know we would have a a. a, a part of a business there so um I remember um what was it a, a couple of the uh indie ones like uh was it a better place that was shot a little bit over there i think so yeah for sure jason lee scenes i remember some jason lee scenes uh, yep. in asbury park when they went for like the drugs and all that yeah oh yeah yeah that um for sure and then um uh chase if any any chasing amy fans out there the comic-con in the beginning and the end was shot at the berkeley that berkeley. was oh yep they always wondered where that was. I yeah. Wondered, where did they use that? That 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 was one scene I always and I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't think uh, I think they wanted to shoot on Red Bank, but there wasn't enough room in the ballrooms over at like the Molly Pitcher, the Oyster Point, or maybe it was too expensive because uh, Chasing Amy only had a two hundred fifty thousand dollars budget. Yeah. But the Berkeley and even at, but at the time they shot in ninety seven, uh, Asbury Park pretty run down. So I'm sure they gave them a really good rate to shoot there for the day. Oh yeah. And so they set up a fake Comic-Con there. And um, I think there were people there, their, their extras or Kevin's friends were like, Hey, this is actually a decent con. Like you should throw a comic, a real Comic-Con here. <laughs> and then uh, I think years later that somebody did. Yeah. The, the Asbury comic, comic yeah, the Asbury Park Comic-Con was at the Berkeley at one, uh, at one point um, in the, uh, yeah, not that long ago. So <laughs> Um, but that's where it was shot. So, yeah, a lot of history with us and, and Asbury Park in particular. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and uh, uh, Chris McDonald's film was filmed in Asbury Park, too. That uh, McDick? McDick was filmed in Asbury Park. Shot in Asbury? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it yet, so now I really want to see it. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll recognize a lot of it. So you'll be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, 
So right. yeah, cool. there on the bridges and stuff and you, you'll see the area, but yeah, Asbury park. That's cool. Um, is there somebody you wanted to roll next? Uh, yeah. So, um, or mm-hmm. do you want to give him an intro or yeah, yeah. We'll do, uh, uh, you have Sharif, Sharif there? I do have Sharif. Uh, so Sharif Johnson, I, uh, we go a little bit ways back. Uh, the Brightside Tavern uh, Film Festival, we call it the Brightside uh, Festival uh, now. Uh, the tavern's still there. It's the Brightside Tavern. Uh, we do it twice a year. And uh, used to work there. And Chris, who also runs it with me, he used to work there too. And then we started this festival. So we've been going for many years. So Sharif, we, we met him. A few years back, he he was working there, and he's like, "Oh, I'm also a stand-up comedian. I do this." He has a very popular show that he does there at the Bright Side, uh, and he packs it all the time. So he does the comedy hour show there, um, and uh, he travels all around. So um, he sent in this. Uh, he's a very funny guy, very funny guy. So he he sent in a tape for us uh, for him performing at Caroline's. So we'll check that out. Here's Sharif Johnson at Caroline's. Jersey, stand up. Yes, sir. Give a warm welcome to Sharif Johnson. But it's like I cannot change. Hey, 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 cut it, cut it, cut it. First off, thank you for that luck, white man. I, I like to rub white. <laughs> I like to rub white people for luck, man. Clap it up for everybody. <laughs> He's like, yeah, buddy, you'll get credit. <laughs> Hey, shout out Sway, man. Hey, thank y'all for doing this, man. This is dope. Uh, give yourselves a round of applause. Y'all a dope crowd. A lot of energy and love in here, man, for real. A lot of black love, man. I, I feel this, for real. A white dude hugged me and said, black love. I was like, <laughs> cool out, nigga. <laughs> What's up, man? See what we got here. Clap it up if you got kids, man. Clap it up if you don't have kids for being smart. <laughs> For being smart, go ahead with your smart asses. Hey, I'm a parent, man. I love being a parent. I just feel like I started too early. You know what I'm saying? I had my son when I was 17. Yeah, you got that quiet when I told my mom, too. <laughs> you having a what? I said a concussion now. <laughs> 17, too young, though, right? I was a kid myself. You knew I was a kid because I had a curfew. <laughs> Like, how you got a kid in the curfew, man? How you make a kid and you can't even make your bedtime? I just, you know what, man? I just feel like y'all don't understand how hard it is to raise a kid that you can't yell at past nine. <laughs> Fuck y'all, that's for real. My son running around acting up at 9.30 and I got to threaten him with a voice like, shut the hell up. <laughs> He used to be like, you ain't got the answer, Sway. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Wonderbread. What up, baby? Go way back. Too young, man. 17 was too young, right? Like, I just feel like you shouldn't have a kid if your dad still paid child support for you. <laughs> I'm for real. I'm, I'm dead. Yo, you don't know the struggle of being on child support and receiving it. Yo, I used to have to wait for my dad to make a payment so I could make a payment. 
I'm in the house stressing, texting him like, hurry up before they lock us up. <laughs> Fuck y'all, that's for real. Thank you, brother, I appreciate that. Fuck with the politics. Y'all know what scared me in 2018? Beautiful niggas. <laughs> Atlanta beautiful niggas. The scare me, no, I'm not, listen, I'm not gay. I'm not gay, I'm perfectly straight, but some of them niggas is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? You see them on Facebook, you scroll, you gotta hit like, unlike, like, come on. Get my like back, nigga. These niggas is gorgeous. They go, yo, shit, and yo, it's different. These niggas, and you used to be able to tell by the Adam Zapper. Remember that? They shaving that shit now. These niggas got apple slices. slices, man. Like the McDonald Happy Meal. Two McNuggets and a large fry. These niggas are beautiful. Y'all heard about that genuine situation? That shit was crazy, right? If you don't know what happened, because the white people look puzzled, you gotta use words like that to get the puzzled. They can put that together. <laughs> if you didn't hear about the genuine situation, he was on live TV and a transgender woman, which is a man who thinks he's a woman, so nobody get poked, no mistakes, tried to kiss him on the lips, forcefully. That's crazy, right? Forcefully, not Puerto Rican kisses. Those are welcoming. This was a going away kiss. Tried to forcefully kiss him on the lips. And that's crazy. And the crazy thing to me is the media didn't say Genuine was sexually harassed. Instead, they made him the bad guy and said he was transphobic. How crazy is that? How many transphobic men are here right now? It's, it's just different, right? It's crazy. Because like, listen, I respect, if you want to be gay, I respect you. You know what I'm saying? You want to be transgender, I respect you. Like, if you're a transgender woman, out of respect, I say yes, ma'am. But, if you try to kiss me on my lips <laughs> and put your penis and your McNuggets and your large fry on my thigh, to you I say no, sir. I don't want to hear that. My name is Christina. No. Nah. <laughs> nigga, you cross you Christopher now, nigga. No. No, sir. Hey man, I just want to thank y'all one more time, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep doing this. Salute to all the artists who doing their thing, man. Y'all dope for real.
Keep striving for something great. He was great. Give it back to your host, man. Be blessed. Thank you. So that was uh that was good and i think that was uh, something called the sway comedy competition and, and uh if i read correctly i think he won yeah yeah he won uh he's uh, he's a very funny guy uh that was just one one clip of him but he's usually does his show at the bright side and uh and he goes all over new york too very funny very funny dude he's always funny even when you talk to him regularly if he's working at the uh, behind the bar things like that he just cracked you up the whole time so um you know that's awesome Is that what he does when he's not doing comedy he's a bartender as well yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he must. Okay. Hopefully, he's getting good tips. Then uh, just- it makes everyone laugh. Very good guy. When, when we're there for the festival, he, I think he does pretty well. I think everyone, uh, they you know, it makes everyone laugh, and everyone knows who he is. Uh, a lot of the same filmmakers go, so they always tipping him pretty well. I think that's awesome. And uh, yeah, they don't take everyone at Caroline's. So no, no, it's tough to get there. That's pretty cool to see you there at Caroline's. There, yeah, that's a that's a good accomplishment. I think. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, thank you, Sharif. Uh, I'll be following. I think you sold it out like you did, though. Well, all right. So um, I always run into comedians or up and coming comedians, or you know, sometimes want to be comedians, or sometimes people just think they're comedians. And uh, so I, I love uh, a lot of them. I don't want to say all comedians, but a lot of them are a little full of themselves. You know, just historically. <laughs> so anytime I I meet a comedian, and you know, they start kind of talking themselves up. I'm like, oh wow, you're a comedian. Like you're like Caroline's Comedy Club, and the and like, nine out of ten times, maybe ten out of ten times, they're like, no, like no one gets into Caroline's. You gotta be like Chris Rock, or or you know, you gotta be pretty good. They're like, oh, no, I haven't played Caroline's. I'm like, oh yeah, well, I have, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even comedian, a comedian. So inevitably, they're like, well, wait, how'd you get in there though? How, why, why were you at Caroline's? Like, uh, yeah, you know, I got to perform there once. I sold it out. I sold out Caroline's. Do you ever sell out Caroline's? And they're like, no. <laughs> so they went immediately, and that knocks them down a couple pegs. Now, what I don't mention is that I was there as part of a live podcast with Kevin Smith <laughs> and the other comic book men <laughs> doing a live podcast of Fat Man on Batman. So it was Fat Man on Batman with the comic book men. But, you know, you can stretch the truth a little bit, right? You don't you leave out details. Yeah. To yeah. <laughs> you know, sound a little better. Damn. And that's what we did. Now, you know, if it was just me, probably wouldn't have sold out Caroline's because Kevin was there and it was the rest of us. We, we sold it out. So and then and then if they give me more guff, the comedian that I'm talking to, I'm like, oh, yeah, you ever played Gotham Comedy Club? And again, nine times out of ten, no. I'm like, oh, I sold out that too. <laughs> never, never mind. I don't mention that I was there with uh, Sal Volcano and Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> We were yeah. doing a show there, and they invited me. They invited me to be with them. So it's okay. It's okay to leave out a few details. No, it's you. It's you're there. You're going. It. Of course, that's, that's- legally, I can say I sold out Caroline's and Gotham Comedy Club. <laughs> legally, I could say that. So that's awesome. It's all in the details. All They're the- both great places to go. I've been to both of them quite a few times, and yeah. there was always a great show. And there's always a usually big crowd too. But- yeah. I- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they have killers there. They have, you know, if you uh, going into Caroline's, you see on the walls, it's like Chris Rock and it's like, you know, Don Rickles and it's, uh, you know, like all the greats, you know, all Kevin, the Kevin, I was there. Uh, he had two shows and he was pretty crowded for both. I went to one of them and then it was very crowded both. So I think he might have sold out both when he, he was doing uh, a show by himself and yeah. then he did the Fat Man and Batman after that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin's selling anything. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, that's my that's my history with comedy. I did stand up once. Uh, if you watch Comic Book Men, you can see that performance. <laughs> Not so good. So I don't. I think I've retired from the world of uh, stand up comedy. It's it's tough, man. It's tough. I've I've done a lot of amateur nights with like five minutes, but I really fell into doing intros. So I like to almost like a VJ, but you know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. If I can introduce people and kind of crack jokes on them, kind of almost like a little mini roast, I can do that. But five that, minutes is a long time. I, I enjoy doing that more than having your own spot for five or 10 minutes. I'd rather come up, say a few things. And if you know that you're not doing well, or if your one joke doesn't do well, yep. you bring up the next guy. <laughs> Get out of there. Get out of there. Cut your losses for sure. So I learned, I learned that and I had fun doing it. Maybe what, maybe I'll bring it back. Maybe once everything gets going, we'll have another, uh, like, uh, we had hang on to your shorts show. We had a bright slide show. We had, uh, um, uh, this other place that went out of business show. So I, you know, I've been around, I, I did a few of those and yeah, I, 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 I've been threatening to do some kind of open mic anyways. Like I, I feel like throwing one would be fun. We know a lot of comedians, yeah. a lot of the comedians around here have podcasts. So I think it would go hand in hand. Oh, that'd be great. I think it would work, especially after doing your the live show with the music. And the, uh, I think I think it would work out pretty yeah. well. So Let's once see. we can get back to doing it in the studio. Stay tuned when we're all back. Uh, Who do you want to roll next? We got more performances. Yeah, here. so we got a few more here. Um, Rhino Regan, who is a fellow podcaster, uh, actor, comedian. Uh, he, he sent a video here. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, a.k.a. Uh, Big O, right? Is that what yeah. he by Big O? Big O, yeah. So I've seen him in a lot of performances. Uh, he's, he's pretty funny uh, in, his, in his films that he's done and everything. And he and he hasn't done stand up in a while, but he used to back in the day. So he has a little segment here that uh, he put together. All right, Big O, take it away. Hey, everybody. Ryan O'Regan here, a.k.a. The Real Ordeal, a.k.a. Big O, a.k.a. Closeted and quarantined, just like the rest of you. Now, mind you, while I may not be a musician, I have had an experience of working at The Saint. In fact, my first acting gig of 2019 happened right there, around this time of year. And so, while I may be more of a movie person, I did want to go ahead and use the power of film to kind of let you all know what would happen if, say, places like this weren't fought for. If people didn't go ahead and try to save the places that they love, that meant so much to them. Now, mind you, there is a little bit of a spoiler warning, even though most of these movies are probably about 10 to 30 years old. So, given the warning now, but if you haven't used all this quarantine time to go ahead and watch these things, that's your own damn fault. Now, now think about 1985's The Goonies, all right? The whole reason that they even go on that crazy adventure that they do is because Mikey and the rest of them are going to be losing their place of the goondocks over in Oregon just because some greedy land developers want to go ahead and put up a golf course. But what if, you guys, just what if this map can lead to one-eyed Willie's rich stuff? Maybe. Then we wouldn't have to leave the Goondocks. Imagine if the Goonies never happened. There'd be no Truffle Shuffle. There'd be no Sloth. Mikey would have never kept going and working becoming Samwise. Josh Brolin would have never started in acting, and he never would become Thanos. Imagine if we didn't have Thanos. I mean, yeah, the MCU probably wishes they didn't have Thanos for one reason or another, but... Still, biggest movie ever. Now, from there, we go to 1987. Batteries not included. This is a little bit of a special heartwarming story from my end. Now, this one, it stars Hume Cronin and Jessica Dandy, uh, as well as New Jersey's own Elizabeth Pena and Dennis Boutsikaris. And just look at these little guys. 
Imagine if a movie about aliens coming and fixing up a rundown building in New York never happened. You never would have gotten these cute little things. Yes, okay, they're UFOs, and now we do know that UFOs do exist to some extent. Thank you very much, government. But imagine that they look like this. You'd want them to keep looking like this, wouldn't you? Look at look at them how they do the burgers. So cute how they do the burgers. Come on, who wouldn't want this? If you don't want this, you're heartless. I'm telling you that right now. Welcome to America. And then you got 1988's classic who framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, it's a story about deceit, deception, murder. But ultimately, it's also about a land grab from Judge Doom. Where Toontown once stood will be a street of gas stations, inexpensive motels, restaurants that serve rapidly prepared food, tire salons, Automobile dealerships and wonderful, wonderful billboards reaching as far as the eye can see. My God, it'll be beautiful. Is it possible that all of our leaders and captains of industry are just over-the-top villainous cartoons? Very possible. Now, let's get out of the 80s for a second and all the greedy land developers, which, of course, is a thing of the 80s. And let's jump over to Happy Gilmore, 1996, Am Sandler Classic. Yes, it's about him going into golf and everything, which, thankfully, is not the golf course that was done in on the goondocks. But let's not forget the whole reason he even decided to do this was so that he could save his grandmama's home. Mrs. Gilmore owes the IRS $270,000. We're going to have to sell the house to someone else. But she's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. And yes, obviously, he had to work out some anger management issues, but that movie comes later. And honestly, which Am Stanley did you want instead? That one or this one? Yeah, I know you want this one instead. And if those the movies haven't done enough to actually get you on the bandwagon to wanting to save an establishment, there's definitely one that will. The Muppets. Not the old ones, the 2011 one, where they go ahead and try to save their own theater from the old 1970s days. And you can't tell me you don't feel for the Muppets when this song hits. So do your part. Go save the saint. I'm going to go take a shower and try to feel better about myself now. Big O, everybody. Big O. Give it up for Ryan O'Regan, everybody. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, we actually went, he came with me to see, uh, it, it was before, um, it was in Hazlitt. We saw Jay and Silent Bob strike back and then reboot right after it. Oh, the yeah, they did double feature Not yeah. that, uh, back in September, I think. It was, it was really cool how they did that and uh, not seeing Jay and Silent Bob for a while and then seeing the... Uh, um, reboot right after was hysterical because it, it's all fresh in your mind. You yeah, know? Good double feature for sure. 
definitely uh, something to do at home if people are uh, not that you can rent it at home. So that'd be a great idea to do at home is watch yeah, the first I, think, one. Uh, I know Reboot's on Amazon Prime Video and possibly Netflix right now. And I think Strike Back was on Netflix for a while. I, don't, I think it's still there. So yeah, I'm still catching on one of the 87 streaming services that you subscribe to. So, and uh, Rhino, we can catch him on the uh, JT and Big O podcast as well. Does yeah. that's with our friend JT McGuire for sure. So. Definitely, yeah. I haven't seen him in a while, and uh, a lot of uh, old comedy shorts he used to do and put in the festivals. So, uh, yeah, master of the uh, the eighties films too, for sure. So. It's funny that uh, that he did a movie at the Saint. They filmed at the Saint. I didn't even get to ask him what film was that. So we got to check that out. We got to find that. I want to make a movie at the Saint. Let's do I'm, that. I'm sure if you ask Scott nicely enough, uh, maybe uh, you know make a contribution, uh, yeah. which you did personally and on behalf of hanging under your shorts. I saw that. Uh, you know, perhaps uh, uh, you know he'll let you in there on an off day to shoot something for sure. Yeah, yeah I would love to shoot a bar scene there. Yeah. I, if I, if it's, uh, it's I not every, it's just the whole atmosphere there is like the perfect bar scene. You know, it is. You can't. You can't. You can't really buy that. It has to be weathered in over a number of years. Like you can't just take a new place and make it look like that without a lot of work. No, a lot of work to make it look like that. Yeah. A lot of uh I'm sure people have smoked in there back when you could smoke inside. <laughs> yeah. There's smoke, there's spilled old spilled beers, there's vomit, there's uh you know, vibrations from all the music. I don't know, all kinds of I do you remember when they smoked in bars because I kind of do. I was young. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I don't. I don't. I don't particularly love it. And uh, remember, my jacket used to smell stink. Like you know, in the winter, oh, you go out. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrible. So yeah, I, I was not a fan of that. Sometimes yeah. I'm glad that is not a rule anymore. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have. Uh, I think we have two more performances. Yeah. Left. Uh, which one would you like to go with? Uh, well. Uh, Brett Eidemann, he uh, first, uh, you know, we've had him on the show before. He has some great stories. So he has a, a video for us. Uh, a lot of the comedians out there know who he is. And uh, he has a little message. That he wanted to do something for the Saints. So he sent this video in. All right, cool. Thank, Take it away, Brett. Hi, everybody. Brett Eidemann here. Um, most of the time um, I do comedy. And um, I figured that tonight, uh, being that it's, it's for a music venue, that uh, the saint that I would get away from that for just, just for tonight. And um, I just want to say that I, I hope that uh, everybody's doing okay during this pandemic. It's been some really unsettling hard times for a lot of people. And I, I tip my hat to all the people that are working on the front lines, the doctors and nurses and, and all the people working at the food pantries. Um, thank you so much for doing what you do. And I hope all of us are just getting through this. Um, the piece I wrote is, um, about the the times that we're living in and how we have to pull together and um, make make the best of things. So um, it's very important that we do that. And um, so I'd like to do it for you for the first time tonight and I hope you enjoy it. Oh my God. <gasps> This, this, there's two strings here. Hold on a minute. Honey, who messed up my guitar? Those kids here, they were playing my guitar. All right. Kids playing my guitar again. Just can't believe Stupid kids. Never again. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we have um, we have two grandchildren that come over here, and, and they were playing with my guitar, and then they they messed it up. They they, they broke four strings, so I, I got I got two strings left. It's a nice guitar, isn't it? Yamaha. It's just not, you know, like your run-of-the-mill guitar. I mean, it's not a tailor, but it's it's a nice guitar, and it's my favorite. And I wrote this music on this guitar, and um, I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I should comedy bit and just leave it at that. Um, all right, anyway, so um, I I can't do this this piece of uh, music that I wrote. So I, I I'm I'm sorry. That's and I'll, I'll try to make the best of it. Um, I don't know what I'm going to play with just two strings. I don't know. I don't know if it's even possible to play a song with just two strings. All right, let's, let's, um, uh, I guess I forget this song that I wrote and then, and uh, let's just, sing something that we all know and this is a song that, that all of us know and, and I think that all of us know the so, um at least you'll be able to relate to it. One eight seven seven cars for kids K A R S kids one eight seven seven cars for kids donate your car today one eight seven seven cars for kids. Cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate today. Let's all sing it together. One eight seven seven cars for kids. A little louder. cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Not bad. I mean, we made the best of uh, a bad situation. So um, thank you very much. And uh, I think I'm, I'm just gonna just gonna leave now because I had a, I, I um, once again I apologize for this, and I'll uh, I'll make it up to you some other time. All right. Bye bye. That's like one of the most annoying songs ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he, and he played it on two strings. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if uh, take people to go check out um, his YouTube page, Brett Eidemann on YouTube, he has some really funny skits on there. Um, his music video is really funny, um, DJ Brett. Um, and uh, he, he did a skit with Bruce Willis on uh, on Funny or Die. Oh, it quit, really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I'd love to know the story behind that. Oh, it's so funny. Um, but he, he plays, it's like a press junket that they do. Okay. And it's like a regular press junket, but uh, Bruce Willis gets tired of doing the press junket. So he hires, he has a, a, a stand-in press junket and it's Brett Eidemann. Brett's a stand-in? Stand-in. Uh, yeah. So in the middle of the interviews, I was being interviewed. All of a sudden, it just, his body switches from Bruce Willis to Brett Eidemann. <laughs> it doesn't, from what I hear, it doesn't sound that far from real life. Yeah. From what I hear from uh, the stories that Kevin has told, Kevin Smith, who directed him in a movie called cop out and they were in they were together in uh the fourth die hard movie yeah yeah that's right you know it's crazy stories this if you could watch kevin's uh, uh live uh you probably get those on uh netflix and yep, stuff too, right? probably yep for sure 
that's uh, uh, funny stories on, on all that. So they, they are funny. That was funny. Pretty wild stuff. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, Camille Theobald, who was yeah. on uh, the other night, correct? Yeah, we had her on the other night. She was great. Um, and uh, she talked about, I don't know if, I, I didn't see this video. This is the one I didn't see that she sent straight to you. So I didn't see this one. Um, and she was also in Caroline's and she sold out Caroline's. And all uh, right, take it away, Camille. Hi, hello, everyone. I'm Camille Theobald. Thank you so much for supporting live stream comedy. Oh, I cannot tell you how much this means to me. I've been missing like this live show interaction so much so that every day at seven o'clock, I go outside and pretend like my neighbors are clapping for me. <laughs> Someone had pots and pans the other day. I was like, dang, great crowd, you know, so nice. Um, I've had to stay with my boyfriend during this time because I would rather be annoyed by his loud chewing than be alone. So this is what we do. He's been the best. Honestly, he's really been great. I actually kind of feel bad for him because he's had to give me all of the validation that I used to get from audiences. At this point, he's an essential worker. Yeah, so I'm clapping for him. Dating has to be like super hard right now. It's dangerous. Cause you know, like holding hands is a first date move, but now it's second degree murder. You can't, no holding hands. It's, um, it kind of like takes what I love so much about New York away. What I love about living in a crowded city like Manhattan is that you are never alone. Like even if you live in a studio apartment, there are at least four mice ready to Netflix and chill. Okay, even the mice are social distancing right now. You can't get the snuggles anywhere. My one, my go-to thing when I was lonely was I would go onto the subway during rush hour and pretend like we're all cuddling. <laughs> you know, like, why are you guys angry? We're in a cuddle puddle. <laughs> can't do that anymore. No. I think the closest I can get is uh, earlier today, I was I was on the subway and I sat down and the seat was still warm. Yeah. When I sat down, I was just like, oh my gosh. It's like we're spooning right now. Oh, get those snuggles where you can. I love spooning. Spooning's the best, especially like being the big spoon. If the person is like six foot or taller, because then I just feel like it's a sideways piggyback ride. You know, I'm like, come on, honey, let's go on an adventure in our dreams. I'm a human backpack. Delicioso. <laughs> it's the best. In New York, I mean, we're trying to social distance, but it's, it's almost impossible. There's just not enough room. So we just make up for it by being emotionally distant. I don't know if that really stops the spread of disease, but we're trying, okay? We are really, really trying. People are um, talking about like, what are they gonna do first day back out of quarantine? What is it gonna be like? And I think, I think it's gonna be a lot like the first day back in high school 
you know, like I'll spend way too much time getting dressed, getting cute. I'll carry every notebook I have in my backpack and then I'll get overwhelmed and spend the entire lunch hour in a bathroom stall. Ah! <laughs> Human interaction is scary sometimes. Oh, I don't know. It's really, uh, it's really rough. Like I've learned a lot about myself in this quarantine. Uh, first, I learned that I don't know how to spell quarantine. It took a minute for me to learn that. I also learned that I learned what type of prisoner I would be. You know, in the in the in the shows, it's always like a sleepy prisoner, and then there's like the scheming one, and then there's the one who's like working out constantly, like pacing their cell, and they can't get their energy out. I'm the third one. Okay, I cannot stay still. It's hard. It's like I, I gotta go outside, I, even though I know people are out there. It's dangerous, but I need to get the energy out. It's not fair. It's because my mom always yelled at me for being inside too long. All my other millennial friends, they have no problem staying inside for hours on end. Training ever since Nintendo came out. Who knew that spending hours playing video games in a dark basement would save your Nana? Hmm. Well, that's been my time, everybody. I hope you have a great night. <laughs> Camille Theobald, everybody. Camille Theobald. Awesome. She's so funny. She's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. I, I want to go see her live again one of these days soon. So uh, where do you usually see her? Where does she usually perform? You said she uh she's all oh. at Caroline's and um Yeah, she was at Caroline's for the big show and then she's all over the city, all over New York City. So um when when we get back to going again, you'll see she um I guess you could go check her out on her website and things like that. So but awesome. Um, also, uh, I wanted to, before we get wrapped up, I want to just, uh, tell everyone, make sure that you donate to the saint cause it's still going on. There it is. Awesome. You got to get the, once we get open again, get all these comedians to go out there and then do their stand up and do their thing and, uh, check out comedians online too, like support them. A lot of them are are full-time comedians and they don't have uh, work right now. So some of them are, are doing stuff online. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend of my comedian, Joe Matarese, I was uh, listening to him last night. Very funny guy. Uh, you can find him on Facebook. I think he's doing a Facebook live tonight. He did one last night. So uh, Joe Matarese, very uh, uh, guy from New Jersey. Very funny. Um, a lot of comedians that we know have worked with him in the past. Uh, and, uh, Go check it out. I think he's doing a, um, I don't have the exact details, but on Saturday, Friday night and Saturday, he's doing like a one man show online. Oh, okay. That's, that's tough, man. Yeah. You, there's no feedback. You can't yeah, right? no feedback. Is up. He was talking to us last night. It was pretty cool how he had it. And he was showing a bunch of his clips. Uh, uh, he was talking about behind the scenes and things about the stories. And then he would show like a five minute segment. And then, uh, and then people were giving him tips and stuff on and, and Venmo or PayPal. Cool. Right on. Um, it, it's a good concept. And it was, he was very funny. And I was like messaging him back and forth. Uh, I was like, man, this is great. I needed it. Needed a laugh. And you're so funny. And he's like, oh, thanks, CJ, all that. So uh, uh, I just wanted to promote uh, him. And if, if you want to watch, Jerry Seinfeld just got a new uh, Netflix uh, special, The 23 Hours to Kill, it's called. It's on Netflix. <laughs> So if you want to laugh, I, I would definitely check those comedians out and, and any comedians that you know that are doing some online stuff, um, you know, support them. And, and if they have like a tip thing, definitely 
sit back, watch, laugh, you know, yeah, drink. Can't kill funny, even with the virus. Can't kill yeah. funny, man. Sometimes you need it. Like we're sitting here and you're like, you really need to laugh. So yeah. a lot of people are watching some funny shows and stuff, but watch a stand-up comedian do it uh, like like Camille just did it right there. And yeah, sure. uh, it, it's tough to do with no laughter in the background, you know? Exactly. Cool. So awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, thank you for putting this lineup together to raise yeah. money for the saint. And uh yeah, if you can donate again, the uh uh, gofundme.com slash save the saint asbury park new jersey just go to gofundme search uh, save the saint and uh give what you can and uh you know we'll we'll see you uh when it reopens uh, i can't wait for that we'll see you there when it reopens for sure and, and our my, my next show as of now unless i get more guests uh um, bringing back my student again and she's interviewing uh some some people so it's be a lot of fun uh dennis uh, callow from uh awesome. we love dennis dennis is a great guy and he's doing his podcasting thing right now as well. So he'll he'll be on with my student interviewing. I've interviewed him enough. So my students are going to interview him as well as uh, my cousin. Um, so uh, my young cousin is a little little bit of a TV star, movie star. So yeah, and uh, Dennis's podcast basically launched uh, at Hang On to Your Shorts, the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it launched his podcast. So he was like, "Hey, this looks like fun. Uh, I should I should try this." And he did. And he took off and and he just went to video now too. He's doing it. He's showing it on video, like he used to do it just uh, on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are filmmakers. You can't not have a video element. So he just started that. So he has a bunch on video now and stuff. But uh, he, it's the Carrie Allen show that he does, and that, that's uh, he does great. It's awesome, cool, man. From all this, man, you, you just you just hook everybody in. <laughs> I want I want everyone to be doing this. So it looks like it's starting to happen. That's awesome. Right, man. Cool. Thanks.